Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Hey, everybody knows Weber Grills. I've been using Weber Grills my whole life, and check it out. They got a pellet grill, the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Now, with a pellet grill, you can smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. You can go from low and slow, okay, on smoke boost mode, or crank this thing all the way to a heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full great sear zone, so you can put more food on the flame. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood pellet grill. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it is a Tuesday. All sorts of things going on. Bring the juice. Bring the energy. More Harbaugh stuff. Taylor Swift in the show. Live in Los Angeles, it's The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Nick Wright, one hour from now, always fun on a Tuesday. He'll be feeling it. No nuance. He'll be feeling it one hour from now. You know, J-Mac, I read this morning that um, Taylor Swift has been worth $331 million, equivalent brand value, whatever that means. I don't even know how you quantify that. Taylor Swift has generated for the NFL and the Chiefs. So she has, you know, a lot of people tuning in that normally casual sports fans, which, by the way, I'm all for casual sports fans. If you're watching and you kind of like me, kind of don't, please stay watching. I'm all for casuals. I know Kevin Durant doesn't like him, but that's a pretty big number. A decent number, yeah. I'll I'll say Taylor Swift and now going to go to the Super Bowl and drive up advertising rates and everything, right? Yeah. So let me start with this. There's a... um, there's a lot of really weird, lonely, insecure men out there. Um, the fact that a pop star, the world's biggest pop star, is dating a star tight end who had one of his greatest games ever, and a network puts them on the air briefly, that it bothers you, what does that say about your life? Judge people sometimes on the silly stuff that bothers them. It'll tell you a lot about them. When I hear this whole thing about Taylor Swift, I just want to watch football. Liar. You're lying. That's not true. A football telecast is not just football. In fact, the commercials for four hours before the Super Bowl will be widely watched. Did you know statistically in a a three-and-a-half-hour NFL playoff broadcast or regular season broadcast, just 18 minutes are actual football? And we have the data. We have the numbers. You don't turn away. There's coaches cutaways. They show fans in Buffalo on fire, uh, commercials, reviews, 18 minutes. 
of real football. For the record, about the length of five Taylor Swift songs. Listen to this. The New York Times measured how long she was actually on the broadcast. Do you know how long it is on average? 25 seconds in three and a half hours. Against the Ravens, it was up to a whopping 32 seconds. It was 14 Chiefs and Raiders on Christmas, 12 Chiefs and Bengals, uh, 24 seconds, Buffalo, Kansas City. She was on for a minute against the Dolphins, but it was an absolutely awful broadcast. They should have had a concert in the middle of it. That would have been more interesting. And why wouldn't CBS, which you know has the Grammys, cross-promote the world's biggest pop star? Hey, listen, I worked at the other network. I work at Fox. I've seen us jam people on TV shows I would never watch during football games and sporting events. Don't forget to watch this right after the game. I've already forgot about it. Let's get back to the game. But I don't have to rush to social media. I'm okay with it. Here's the other thing that strikes me. Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Love him. Drake on everything. Spike Lee, Knicks games, M&M's, Michigan sporting events. We celebrate it. 80s, 90s, Jack Nicholson, Laker games. It's cool. Saw Jack. But a talented and beautiful woman is on the air. One who would never pay attention to lonely men, and it bothers them. There's a stat out there, it's kind of uncomfortable for you sad guys, that 50% of men never have real intimacy with a woman. That means the other 50% have multiple intimate relationships with women. And those ones that don't are angry and sad and lonely, and they are often misogynistic and resent women who didn't give them the time they think they deserve. We celebrate all these goofballs jumping on tables in Buffalo and cheese hats and men and men and Matthew McConaughey and Drake and Jack Nicholson, men and men and men and Eminem and it's cool and can I get a selfie and I can't believe I saw. And a young, attractive, beautiful, talented woman comes on for 25 seconds and you're bothered. Again, judge people by the silly things that bother them. This says nothing, this anger. This says nothing about Taylor Swift. It says everything about the men bothered by it. Let me defend one guy. My wife's from Michigan. She doesn't follow sports. She had a funny line the other day. She goes, who's the cute coat for Detroit? I said, Dan Campbell. I said, he's built like a house. She said, I like houses. <laughs> I want to defend Dan Campbell. And uh, during that loss to San Francisco, here's three things that need to be said and loudly. He had his team prepared. As an underdog, by a touchdown, they completely outplayed the Super Bowl-bound Niners and the great coaching staff there. He had his team prepared. He also, unlike what they did somewhere else, leaned in to his team's strength. He knows what his team is. Great O-line, run game, power. He leaned right into it. They dominated the Niners' time of possession first half. And also, and this is a cool thing if you're a parent, a coach, a teacher, he remained consistent to who he is. He remained consistent. Authentic, real. He's aggressive, sometimes reckless. 
that never changed. Those are the best athletes and coaches. Flawed, we all are, but they remain consistent. So beat him up for his aggressiveness and beat him up for his play calling. But let's go back and look at those three things. Prepared, check. Leaned into his team's strength, check. And stayed true to who he is. He's real. Then there's Todd Munkin, the offensive coordinator for Baltimore. The Ravens were the number one rush team in the league. And Kansas City was the weakest rush defense of the four teams remaining. I'm going to show you a piece of video of running back for the Ravens, Gus Edwards, first carry of the game. It was in the first quarter, and he gained 15 yards. He's really good. He didn't get another carry until the second half. That is the strangest, a.k.a. worst game plan I've ever seen in a big game. The Ravens are defined by their physicality, both sides. They are the number one rush team in the NFL all year long. They had 22 first and tens. And they ran it on five of them. Against, again, the worst rush defense statistically of the remaining four teams. The last time the Ravens, on a first and ten, ran the ball, the very last time, was the first play of the second half. They never did it again. Inexcusable. Inexplicable. Insane. It makes no sense. The rest of the game, they wouldn't run the ball. They weren't down 17. They weren't down 24. The Niners were down 24-10 at home. They didn't stop running the ball. They never panicked. It'd be one thing, too, if Baltimore ran it a lot in the first half and then panicked. That's not good coaching either. But they literally prepared all week to not run the ball. The criticism for Dan Campbell, it seems to me, is too harshly based just on the results. If Josh Reynolds on a fourth down catches this ball, it's not even a topic of going for it. We defend Dan Campbell. We say, well, I mean, it's who he is. But if Baltimore even had come back to win this game, my takeaway and your takeaway would have been, what the hell are they doing? And run the ball. If Lamar Jackson would have saved them, he didn't. But if he would have, it still would have been a bizarre coaching malpractice on display with 55 million people watching. If Josh Reynolds makes that catch, it's like, well, that's who he is. I wouldn't have done it. And let's be honest, you wouldn't even have said that because nobody likes to admit they're wrong after. You would have said, well, I would have done it too. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, fourth down, it's who he is. We can beat up on Dan Campbell. Team was absolutely prepared, leaned into what it does well unlike Baltimore, and he stayed true to who he is. Here's Dan after. You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back. I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't. We didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out, but I just, I don't. I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, you know, again, I've said this all year. Campbell's not my favorite coach.
But I like people who are honest, true to themselves, don't apologize for who they are. And I, you know, apologizes, apologies are, are just what politicians do. Politicians. I'm sorry for this and I'm sorry for that. And I didn't mean to do that. I kind of like the Dana White way of doing things. And I kind of like coaches that are like, yeah, this is how I coach and this is what I do. I have no problem with that. People make mistakes. They say the wrong thing. They occasionally do the wrong thing. We're all vulnerable. We're all flawed. I'm okay with Dan Campbell. It's not what I would have called, but I'm okay with who he is. What Baltimore did, again, two words, coaching malpractice. All right, J-Mac, I just looked at these AFC and NFC ratings. Oh, my God. I, I, I... 56, 57 million people watch both the conference championships. It wasn't that long ago. You're from the Northeast. I remember watching the other network, and there was a show later in the afternoon where one of the hosts, a print journalist, kind of predicted, smart guy, but he predicted football, it is not going to be around long. CTE, Mm. concussions, and my takeaway was, oh, you live in the Northeast. Go to Florida. Go to Texas. High school football, they're selling out stadiums. College football, you can't get a ticket. Football, too big to fail. Too much passion to go away. It is now safer than ever. But there were people that said, I'll never watch. And this is what people said. This is why I roll my eyes at boycotts. There were people that said, I am done with the NFL during Colin Kaepernick's kneeling. They didn't say they were coming back. (laughs) They threatened I'm done with the NFL. Not only weren't you done, you came back and brought 40 friends. 56 million people. So you have a right to boycott. I get it. Our country's founded on boycotts. But I'm going to roll my eyes when I hear I'm not watching blank sport anymore because you don't like politics. I'd rather people keep politics out of sports, but it's not going to be that way. But the idea, there were people that said, and they didn't say they were coming back. I'm done. Listen to me. I'm threatening. The ratings are 25% higher now than they were then. It's it's wild, Colin. Every sport across the board, every sport, baseball, basketball, oh, they're all down. Emmys, uh, all those award shows, they're all down. TV shows. I mean, look at Friends. Remember Friends and those shows used to dominate in the 90s? There's no shows like that anymore. Football's the only thing way, way up. Yeah. I mean, people could write a dissertation on why that is. Okay, I'll tell you why it is. Three things next on that. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees, a much bigger range than most grills. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Utilize the smoke boost setting to intensify that smoky flavor. Direct flame cooking creates searing, crisping, and browning. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You'll cook on two levels at the same time so you can make enough for everyone. Then clean up quick with the pull and clean grease and ash management system at the front of the grill. Cook confidently with intuitive digital controls at the grill and enjoy the sleek, easy to use surface. You can also add a heavy duty rotisserie or rust resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. 
Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources hi let's talk about pro plan sport pro plan sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours so whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run Start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlanSport.com. That's ProPlanSport.com. So I was thinking about this this morning. Because of Kyle Shanahan's Greatness, and because of his dad's legacy, Mike Shanahan, a tremendous coach, often copied, multiple Super Bowls, um, finishing second, losing in a Super Bowl is just not good enough. There are a lot of people in this league. I've said this before. A lot of owners, most of them, it's not about winning. It's about retaining power. For a lot of people in the NFL, getting to a Super Bowl, you put it in their resume, they make money off that, just getting there. So there's two things we know. The quarterback is more important than the head coach in this league. And number two is, however, a great offensive coach, McVay, Shanahan, maybe Matt LaFleur now, Andy Reid, can elevate a quarterback another half grade to a grade. But even Andy Reid has limitations. 4-12, and 12, final year in Philly. McVay won a lot of games, struggled to beat the Niners, no rings before Matt Stafford. Shanahan, no rings. So this narrative, it's out there. Hey, go cheap on the quarterback. Stack the roster. Quarterback can be average, slightly above average. But if Brock Purdy, who I think qualifies as average or slightly above average, doesn't win a Super Bowl, gets beat in the Super Bowl, I want you to think about this. So Kyle Shanahan... And Andy Reid are considered the two top offensive scheme guys in the league. McVay's more of a culture guy, but he's good at that too. So Shanahan, if he loses, with a stacked roster, and not just a stacked roster, a stacked Hall of Fame roster with veteran players, the kind of guys that win Super Bowls, he will have gone seven years without winning a Super Bowl. And Andy Reid will have gone 14 in Philly without a superstar quarterback not winning, and five in Kansas City before Mahomes started. Seven plus five plus 14. 26 years. <laughs> and Andy Reid and Shanahan are the two best. So if the two best can't win it with good rosters in Philly, Kansas City, a stacked roster in San Francisco, if they can't win it with 
good, slightly above average, average quarterbacks. What's that mean for the rest of the league? Defensive coaches. It means they got no shot. We've seen this with Andy before. Alex Smith is good. Good. Above average. Not a superstar. And Donovan McNabb, good. Not a superstar. Wasn't consistently accurate enough. So this this whole narrative that, hey, just, just go cheap on the quarterback, keep drafting them, stack the roster. If Andy Reid and Shanahan can't bring home a trophy, and that's Andy Reid's not in this to get there. Shanahan's not... McVeigh, the Belichicks, Vrabels, they're not there to just get there. They want to win the thing. So we have all these years, five years in Kansas City, Prima Homes, 14 years in Philly, seven if the Niners don't win. Now they may. And then it starts the narrative of go cheap at quarterback. But if you start looking at recent Super Bowl history, as the league has shifted, pivoted to offense, superstar quarterbacks are winning 95% of these things. Nick Foles is a complete and utter outlier. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. You know, as the host of the number one rated Polly and Tony Fusco show, we get tons and tons of fan mail every day. Piles of it. In fact, Tony, why don't you open up one of those letters right now and read what's inside? Yeah, listen to this. Dear Polly and Tony, your sports takes are the dumbest and most well, terrible. Well, wait, not that wait, one. Wait, Open this other one. Dear Polly and Tony, you suck more than anyone. No, not that wait, one. Wait. Try this one. Dear Polly and Tony, you guys are the absolute best. There you go. At Coming up with the stupidest takes you know what, possible. Just you know what? Forget this. Just listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees, all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. A much bigger range than most grills. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Utilize the smoke boost setting to intensify that smoky flavor. Direct flame cooking creates searing, crisping, and browning. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You'll cook on two levels at the same time so you can make enough for everyone then clean up quick with the pull and clean grease and ash management system at the front of the grill. Cook confidently with intuitive digital controls at the grill and enjoy the sleek, easy-to-use surface. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 
1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. And with that, what a pleasure. Seven-time Super Bowl champ, uh, Tom Brady, now at Fox, five-time Super Bowl MVP. Second time I get to talk to him. There he is. So first of all, i got to start with this. So I watched Edelman for years, and I've argued he's a Hall of Famer. I had no idea he was going to be good on TV. I thought he was a slot receiver. He'd come in here ham and egg it. That guy's fantastic. So did you know? Yeah, I know. I had, Tom, I had no idea he'd be that good. You must have yeah. known. I did know. He's such an honest, authentic guy, and I think what you saw on the playing field is exactly the way that he approached his, uh, his after-football career, too. So nothing Julian does surprises me. He's... Uh, an incredibly hard worker. Uh, he's very endearing to a lot of people. And I think what you see with him is what we always saw behind the scenes, in the locker room, uh, getting ready for his prep on the field. And, and uh, you could see why we always had a great relationship because he's just such an authentic guy. And I love what he's done in his post, uh, post-football post career. You know, you had a comment um, about chess and checkers. And I, and I said that day, I said, there was a moment in your career when I thought you graduated to like a supernova, and it wasn't just the rings. You had an interview, and I think, I don't know, it was after a practice with Jay Glazer. And Jay asked you a question, and you said something. You said, Jay, you can throw anything at me now. Like, I've seen everything. And I'd never heard you say that. And so as I watch a Mahomes or a Lamar or Mahomes, that was over 10 years in your career. Do you believe yeah. that Mahomes, Josh, where are they, Tom? And by the way, they also have unique physical traits. And I would understand an athlete spending a little less time on film if they ran a four four forty. Where do you think Mahomes yeah. is in the pre-snap stuff now? Is there growth left? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of it comes down to when I think of my growth as a player, it was really about who was pushing me to succeed and who was pushing me to learn more about the game. And I was fortunate. I had uh, Coach Belichick earlier in my career that I had meetings twice a week with them about defenses, defensive players, skill sets, defensive coordinators, how they were going to call the game against us, you know, what they were going to do when we motioned across the formation, when we lined up in certain formations, how they were going to adjust based on their calls. And if we motioned out of that, what to expect. So there was such a high level of football IQ that I was getting every single day in practice from my own coach. And then when Josh took over as the coordinator, 
he came in with his own philosophies and ideas about how to attack defenses. And then I had mine and then Josh left and then I, okay, great. A little bit was more on myself and, and working with Billy O'Brien to really dive into the deeper parts of, of offensive football. And then Josh came back and then we saw another kind of explosive movement in our offense when we got Gronk playing the way that he played for his entire career. So I think it's all about evolution as a player. I think, everyone's going to evolve and grow at different stages. Some people grow and evolve earlier in their career, and you don't see much growth after three or four years. I always love the late bloomers, the guys that really appreciate how hard it is to get to this professional moment where you become dependable and consistent and really a, a primetime player for your team. So I think Patrick, obviously, I think he's a tremendous player. He's a great leader. I think that's one part. Everyone would look at all oh, a pass that's a no-look pass. I look at how do his teammates care about him? Do they respond to him? And that happens week in and week out with him. So that's why I think they're always the team to beat because he can play at an elite level and he can bring his teammates along with him. And I saw that a lot when I played Peyton Manning. He was the same way. When I played Drew, Blee, Drew Brees, when I played Phillip Rivers, um, when I played Brett Favre, I mean, these are guys that were great leaders for their team. And then you could see why that team was always knocking on the door. And I had a lot of other great players with me along the way that pushed me behind the scenes every day in practice to be a little bit better. All the defensive players, they were as competitive as I was. And I wanted to get the best of them every day, and they wanted to get the best of me. So I felt like we were always so battle-tested in these moments. We would have – we'd get the number one seed – because we played well over the course of the year, and then we'd go out that first week of the playoffs when we weren't playing, and we practiced like we were getting ready for the Super Bowl. We had competitive drills, two-point plays, end-of-game situations, two-minute drills, and Coach Belichick was pushing us to make sure that we stayed sharp in those moments. So yeah. there was never a chance to take the foot off the gas pedal. And, again, I appreciate about those guys that you mentioned. I think their development, the key to their development is – Who's really pushing them to get better? Because as an individual, you could push yourself to a certain point, but there's days where you need people to push you. Sure. And that's what teamwork's all about. That's is people that are pushing each other to be successful. And I love the fact now that in my second career, I get to be on Fox with an amazing group of teammates with, uh, with Kevin Burkhardt and Aaron and Rich Russo and, and Richie's Zions and what they do for – for everyone in the booth, I love watching Greg do his thing this year. So I'm tra I transitioned from one team to another group of teammates that I'm equally as excited about to uh, to share the stage with. Yeah, it's the best group I've ever worked with by far, and I have great respect for the other place. I said something about Brock Purdy. I said, you know, if you're – and I, I, tell, I have friends that are GMs in the league, and I was texting a couple last night, and I'm always asking questions. And I said, I can measure arm and strength and even a little bit cognitively. I can watch tape. But what I can't, and this is why quarterback is so hard. I mean, it's just amazing. You go late round. Montana goes later. Russell Wilson goes later. Peyton Manning's rare. Number one high school, number one yeah. college, number one pick. That's rare. It's not linear. Yeah. But the one thing you can't judge, and I did see it from Brock Purdy this weekend, and I could test you on paper for hours. Do you get nervous? Bill Russell threw up before every game. You didn't have great first quarters. Sometimes I remember your first quarters. You were amped. I mean, that ball was flying out of your hands. And but there's something about later football. I always felt like you were just, you couldn't wait to get back on the field in second halves. And I saw it with Brock Purdy. 
So I have to ask you, as he goes into his first Super Bowl, go to your last. Were you nervous? How did you suppress it if you were? Yeah, I think part of it, part of that is putting yourself in those positions where you make yourself nervous. I would go out to practice and I would be so ready for practice. I wanted to see how I responded to my own teammates in practice when they knew what we were doing, when they knew the kind of routes we like to run. And I, I put a lot of pressure on myself so I could deal with those feelings of whether it was anxiousness or nervousness that you're always going to feel as an athlete because there's nothing guaranteed when you go out there on the field. There's no part of the game that is is – knowing exactly how it's going to unfold, which is great why we watch the television and why we watch the, the games is because we want to see how they unfold as well. So none of these games are predictable. I think there's parts of me say, oh, I think they're going to do these things, but how's the other team are going to respond? I didn't think in the Niner game that Detroit was going to get the ball first, run the ball three times and be in the end zone on a 40-plus yard <laughs> reverse. But when I saw that, I was like, Wow. What's the Niners' defense going to do? How are they going to stop the run? How are they going to stop the boot? How are they going to stop the reverse? They struggled with that the entire first half. Then they come out in the second half, and they found a way to say, okay, this is how the game plan is identifying itself. This is how we're going to now go in there and try to defend it, and then they tighten it up. So right. I watched Novak Djokovic lose so many first sets, and then he's just feeling it out. and yeah. he's, not, he's not exactly – you know, you don't need to dominate – Six oh six oh six oh. Sometimes you could lose a little bit early. Not that you're trying to, but the other team's got a plan as well. And I think as the game goes on, you see what the plan is, and then ultimately you adjust your plan to try to counter. You know, almost like a counterattack. And our teams were really good at that over the yes. years. We had a lot of really sophisticated minds that were out there. Not only did we have a plan going in, but we did have a backup plan, and then we adjusted. I remember the 2007 Super Bowl, the one we lost to the Giants. We had a really hard time blocking them in the first half. They yep. had a lot of blitzes coming at us that were tough to pick up. Spagnuolo was on fire, and he was hitting us at the right time. We went in at halftime, and we said, screw the game plan we had. Let's throw it out. <laughs> Let's get to things that can slow down the rush. And then we had a little more production in the second half, not a lot, but at least they weren't bearing down on us every single play. So. Football really is a chess match, and I love to see them unfold over the course of the game. You judge games based on a four-quarter performance, not a one-quarter performance or a halftime performance, but I want to see how it unfolds over the entire game. And Brock really showed, I think, what he could do in the second half, down against another great team to rally his team and that offense to a great second half that allows them to play for a world championship. By the way, before we go, uh, I, I – I know both you and Peyton, but mostly casually like this. But you know why I can tell you're both smart? Because neither one of you went into coaching. You both went into television. And let me tell you, it's way easier because I can work in TV. So I can't wait to have you smart guys. You and Peyton both. I'm going to skip the front office stuff. Was this? Did you know you were going to do TV? I had when, – when, uh, when Eric and Brad approached me um, – it was not on top of mind, and I walked out of that meeting going, wow, what an incredible way to move out of the playing field, and how do you impact people in a positive way in the second part of my life? And, and, and I get to use my voice doing that rather than just like my physical skills on the football field and, and how I thought about the game. But now I get to sit there and be in a booth, and I've actually walked through that studio that you're sitting in right there yep. several times. and. And you see it, and then you get excited about what the opportunity can bring. And 
I love the fact that I'll have a voice that can um, carry a lot of credibility with what I say. And, and ultimately for me, it's about getting really comfortable in a new role. But I also know that going into it, I'm, I'm not a finished product. And I've reached out to a lot of different people this, se this football season and had a lot of phone conversations with people who have really helped me out. And I'm looking forward to continue to do that over the next eight months. I don't have to go on air till September of next year, but I really want to be prepared for that first time out. But I also know I'm going to improve and grow as it goes over the next 10 years. So I'm excited. I love being part of the Fox family. I love feeling like I can still make a contribution to the game by highlighting and showcasing how great it really is. And I want to do that uh, in a very authentic way, in an honest way. And I do feel like I'm going to call it as I see it based on the really unique perspective that I had over a 23-year playing career. By the way, Belichick doesn't look like he's going to land one of these jobs, although I think if you're Washington, you have to consider him. A lot of cap space. They've got the receivers. He had struggled offensively drafting. Um, if, if Bill doesn't get a, a gig, can you see him retiring, or do you think the fire still burns with Bill? I think I think the fire burns with him because he's got – he loves the sport. He loves the preparation. He's been doing it for – decades and in my mind there's nobody better than him at it so whoever gets him at some point is going to have in my opinion the greatest coach ever and um and I know he's as competitive as can be and he wants to be out there winning football games as a coach yeah there's only so many golf rounds <laughs> competitive people complain I love yeah. golf too and I can see palm trees behind you golf is great but it's fun to yeah it's fun to be in the game it's fun it's yeah. fun to talk about it being it you know I think golf's a fun side gig. I think the main gig is, is for me, is making a contribution. And, and how do I do that? And I can, again, use my voice because we're talking to 25 million people every weekend. And on, I saw the ratings for this last weekend games, almost 50 million people. And then we've got the Super Bowl on Fox next year in New Orleans where I had my first Super Bowl appearance with John Madden as the, on the call. It was, you know, it brings back goosebumps for me thinking about that day. So, I want to be able to do that. I'm, I'm doing that in business. I, I merged two of my companies, say, with another great company called Noble out of Boston um, yeah. to really amplify the message there. So how do we, you know, when, when I feel like I've been blessed with so much and so many people came into my life that's impacted me in a positive way, I want to give back to those people and I want to try to provide the lessons that I've been able to learn being around some of the greatest people in the world. I've had, I've had dinners with people that, you know, the greatest in their field. So the only thing I can do is spread that message of what it takes for other people to maximize their potential. I can do it in business, but I really want to do that next year on Fox. I'll be able to do that, be partnered right there with you. I don't know if I'll be in that studio at the same time as you, Colin, hopefully one day, but I love being a part of that Fox family. Tom, it's great to have you. Seven-time Super Bowl champ, five-time MVP. Great to have you here. I think you'll love it. I know you will because I have, and it's been the greatest eight-year run of my career. Um, Tommy, it's great seeing you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. See you, you soon, pal. You bet. Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge. It reaches up to 500 degrees. The Weber Works Prep cook and store system keeps cooking supplies handy and you can carry all the food, condiments, and utensils you need. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate Rust Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. 
Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 